Welcome to the Rooted and Established podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Snyder, and I'm so glad you're here, taking time out of your busy life to join in the conversation. In this space, we'll discuss what it means to live a life rooted in Christ and what that looks like practically in the different areas of our lives. Through short, manageable episodes that you can listen to while doing the dishes or taking a shower, we'll talk about how to live our lives intentionally as Christ followers. My prayer is that in whatever roles we fill or responsibilities we have, no matter where we are planted, we will become rooted and established in Christ. Welcome, Monica, to the Rooted and Established podcast. I am so excited that you are here today. Welcome. Yay, thank you for having me. Yeah. Monica and I met about eight years ago. We were doing our, we were all, our husbands and both of us were on staff at a church in San Diego. And we kind of, that's where our paths crossed. And we actually, it was a very short time that we were on staff together before we ended up moving out of town. But uh, it was so neat to be able to connect. And even our husbands became like very fast friends. Yes. <laughs> and so it's been, it's been fun to kind of continue to watch each other's journey online. So Monica, tell us a little bit about your life, your family, your ministry, what you are up to these days. Yeah. So my name is Monica and I live in San Diego. Um, my husband and I have been married for almost eight years, which is really crazy. I think we met like right when we got married. Um, so we actually met serving at a local church and then got married a year and a half later. Um, so the same month that we got married is when we, um, my husband got his first job as a pastor at uh, the church that we actually met, okay. the Snyder clan. Um, <laughs> and that is when we walked into ministry life. Um, after a few years working at that church, we really felt God um, pull our hearts to start a new church to church plant. Um, and so right after we had our first baby, Levi, in 2017, um, we embarked this journey. We say church plant. It's kind of like the churchy word, um, <laughs> but it's just starting a new church. Um, so we started Captivate Church in 2018 in Point Loma, if anybody is familiar with the San Diego area. If you haven't been to San Diego, you need to make it there, by you the way. You um, And then so we had our son, Levi, in 2017. We had Captivate Church in 2018. 2019, we had our daughter, Zayla, and then 2020, we had our son, Roman. So we have a three-year-old son, a two-year-old church, a one-year-old daughter, and a four-month-old son. <laughs> All to say that we live very busy, very, very messy, very messy lives. I have side note. I don't think I was saying on saying this, but I'm currently sitting in my car because it's the only quiet place where I can record a podcast. And it is dirty in here. I'm looking around like, shoot, can Lauren see anything in here? Um, <laughs> but um, me and my husband met in ministry. And we knew that we, from that point on, that that is where God um, was calling us. So now we are kind of just walking that out now. Um, and then also just to add that we are, just to introduce myself, this is truly who I am. We are diehard Disney fans. And <laughs> I don't know if you know, Disney just reopened. So we have our reservations for the reopening ready to go so excited sushi is my favorite food um I take a bath almost every night and then for all you Enneagram people I am a three wing two to the core so that is right. me in a nutshell <laughs> I love it I love it talk about crazy like life changes all at what like big life changes all it's crazy. at once it's and crazy back to back to back and shoot man I'm just tired kind of here I have three kids too but not that close together and I'm just like exhausted hearing you talk about it but no I love that and 
on board with the sushi as well, for sure. Yay. Love yeah. me some sushi. Yay. But yes, San Diego is beautiful. Highly recommend you make it happen to get there. Um, but that is crazy how <laughs> how much has happened in you said Levi's three. So in that, you know, in that amount of time and planning a church, it is like having another kid. Like it really is. It really is just like birthing this, this church baby and, and taking care of it and <laughs> doing all the things that are required of that. And so you are very much, and that's kind of what we're talking about today is being in ministry while raising tiny humans, like a lot of tiny humans. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and what is that, you know, we're just going to talk about that and go into what does it look like to, to do that? And I think a lot of people will ask, you know, how do you do it all? Or how do you balance everything? And first of all, like we don't do it all. Um, no. And second of all, balance is not a thing really, but what, what do you do? What does it look like for you being in ministry? I know Wes is, is the lead pastor, but you are very much involved. So what does it look like for you right now to be in ministry and motherhood at the same time? Yeah, I think anybody who's been a mom for longer than like two weeks knows <laughs> that motherhood is constantly changing. It's yeah. constant transitions. It's constant pivoting. Um, and it's the same thing in ministry. It's always changing. Mm. And then you throw in um, 2020 and you're like, oh, wow, we really yeah. have no idea what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now for me, ministry means that I get to work part time. Um, at our church on staff, I oversee women's ministry and then part of our communities, which is our small group. Um, so I take three half days a week to pour out and help our church. Um, I meet with women. I help collaborate, which I just love the grind. After taking um, a few months, a few months off from maternity leave, I was like hungry. I'm like scratching at the door, like let me back in. <laughs> like I need, I need my hands in. Um, and then so three days a week I get to do that, and then the other four days a week I get to be home with my babies. Um, and I get to be a mom just pouring in with into them and being able just to see all the the first and the last and the milestones. Um, but honestly, it's a constant weave. It's not always black and white. Um, our four month four month old, uh, he comes with me everywhere I go. So sometimes <laughs> it's me sitting in staff meeting with a baby under my shirt while I'm nursing him. Yep. Um, sometimes it's meeting a new mom on a Sunday and asking her to go to the park with my kids and then um, not even having a conversation because my kids the one throwing sand. Um, yeah, or it's me changing that poop diaper 15 minutes late to church at, um, in the church parking lot, um, trying to get all three kids into church solo. So it is a literal adventure right now in the season. Um, people do sometimes say like, oh, how do you do it all? And I just tell them, you follow me around for an hour and you will see that I don't do it all. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is survival, um, but I also couldn't do it without support of our parents. Both of our parents are here in San Diego, and I am so thankful for that. Um, but yeah, things looked a lot different before we had kids, before we had um, Levi. Like I said, we were in ministry, and I was able to kind of be right beside Weston, meeting new families, getting to travel with him, getting to like be in the nitty gritty of decisions. Um, but I think as, as we have each kid, we're constantly assessing where am I most needed? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the juggle. I think any mom or woman can relate to that. It's like, okay, where am I needed right now? Most is it more in the house or mm-hmm. is it, you know, being right there supporting Weston? Um, a, a mentor actually recently gave us some advice and I have like totally ran with it, but 
He said that you're always going to let somebody down and you get to decide who it is. Mm. Um, so moving forward, I know that ministry will always um, be there and I will be involved, but I think that it, it's deciding who am I going to let down in that season. And for me, you know, it's putting my husband, it's putting my kids first. Um, and then just trusting that God will help guide my hand and guide my involvement um, and my heart, too, because my heart's in it. And I know the Lord knows my heart. Um, so I think it's just one big shuffle right now. And it's constantly juggling um, just the needs between my family and between church and ministry life. So like I said, Lauren, it is messy, but it is <laughs> an adventure and it's so fun. I love that you you acknowledge that it's a season mm-hmm. and that it ebbs and flows and changes and you're reevaluating your, yeah. you're kind of evaluating as you go, as you add another kid, as you add different responsibilities, as, as new things kind of come, you just, you reevaluate and, and you shift, you pivot, you, uh, make adjustments as needed. But I think that's some really wise words from your mentor about, you're going to, so a ball is going to drop. I heard it said not too long ago that we're all juggling balls, but some of them are glass and some of them are plastic and it's okay to drop the plastic balls because they're not going to break and you can pick them back up later, but you can't drop the glass ones. And I love that. I love that. I thought it was so, such a good analogy and, and just making sure that the main thing is the main thing and the priorities are in line and that you are, you know, constantly checking in with your husband, with mm-hmm. your, maybe it's your ministry team with God and just being like, where do I need to be right now? Where am I most needed right now? And I think that that is, uh, whether any, whoever's listening, whether they're in ministry or not is a really key thing to keep in mind because we all have roles and responsibilities. We all have things that we are, are that are required of us, but what are the priorities? What, where do we need to focus most of our time? Where do we need to reevaluate? What, what do we need, maybe need to say no to what, what balls that we're juggling, what, which ones do we need to maybe put down right now? Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, it's so hard because we want to say yes to everything. We want to be at all the ministry events. We want to, you know, do all the things and, and that's not, not possible. <laughs> so yeah. finding our rhythms, finding um, the the things that are most important and focusing on those things. The other thing that you, you talked about was sometimes it's, you know, sometimes your job is, is going to the park or the playground. And that is just, that's literally doing ministry in real life and meshing the two, meshing your motherhood and ministry. So what, what are some things, maybe some recommendations or, or what would you say to someone who's like, I, I don't have time to do ministry, even, even just like volunteer ministry. I don't have um, the capacity to, to do things because I'm, I'm too busy. I'm in this really busy mothering season or my kids are too little or they're, they need me too much right now. What, what would you say to someone who's struggling with, with that? Yeah, I think that God gives us people um, to love today. I think sometimes we can get really caught up in the word of ministry or I don't know. I think everybody has their own idea of what ministry is, but, um, I am a big believer in, um, looking around and seeing who God has put in your life to love because yeah, my, I having my, when I am home with my three little kids, sometimes it is legit survival where it's like, I'm just trying to make sure everybody is fed and alive by the end of the day. 
Um, so I am to that person, I would say that I am right there with you. Um, but I think it's just looking around and I think just being aware of the spirit and being tender to the spirit and asking who have you put in my life that I can love Mm -hmm. today. Maybe you have an elderly neighbor and it is baking cookies with your kids to show them, Hey, we are going to love our neighbor. We're going to go bring her cookies and write a note and, um, just kind of living an example that way to your kids. Mm. Maybe it is um, going on a drive with your kids in the car, because I don't know about you or any other moms out there. 2020 was a lot of driving because there was nothing to do and nothing was open. So we'd go for drives, but I think ministry could even be like, Hey, we are going to load up in the car and we're going to go on a prayer drive. Mm. We are going to look out the window and we're going to pray for that person that we see walking into the taco shop because we have a lot of taco shops here in San Diego. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that it's also too, God has so much grace for the mom. Mm. God has so much grace for the mom. I know that there was some study that came out recently that being a full-time mom can be equivalent to working two and a half full-time jobs. Mm. Um, all the moms who were up last night at 2 a.m. feeding their babies, rocking them to sleep can attest to that. Um, it is a 24-7 thing. So I think giving yourself so much grace, knowing that God is giving you so much grace. Yeah. Um, and that, like we were saying, it is a season. Um, I, I've heard this analogy before that, you know, sometimes we have like little embers that are that are burning that one day we will be able to refire them up to mm-hmm. become, you know, bigger things we're involved in. But right now, I think having little kids is having a lot of little embers that you maybe just have to put aside and just focus on what you can do. Um, But like I said, I think it comes back to just asking, asking God, who in my life today can I love? Mm. Um, And I am a big believer in the local church. And, you know, I think it could be um, signing up to serve at your coffee bar or, you know, helping, um, watch other little kids alongside your kid on a Sunday morning once a month because that's all that you can handle. Um, because motherhood is exhausting and it's easy to run dry, but I think also there's this this magic key that we can unlock when we love other people and mm-hmm. we um, serve other people. It releases, we're, we're made to do that. And so I yeah. think it releases something inside of us, just this freedom where it's like, you know what? I chose to... Um, not fold that pile of laundry because we went outside and we loved on that neighbor grandma and you feel so full from that. So a lot of grace, a lot of prayer and a little bit more grace. (laughs) (laughs) All the grace, some coffee and a lot of grace. (laughs) A little Nespresso in there. I got one for my birthday this last year and I, my life has changed. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That is, I think just a great example of weaving in ministry and motherhood. And, and you don't have to be in full-time occupational ministry to do that. You know, like you said, it's, it's loving the people around you, loving your neighbors, you know, taking care, going, having another mom over for coffee or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. goldfish and (laughs) juice boxes (laughs) while the kids make a mess. You know, you just, that is loving on other people. That is ministering to Mm -hmm. other people Mm -hmm. and and building those relationships. And so something else that kind of just came to mind as you were talking and and talking about serving in the local church, even in a busy season, um, service is meant for 
serving God and serving others, but you mm-hmm. can also choose to serve in an area that is life-giving for you. In fact, I recommend it because if you're serving yes. in an area that sucks the life out of you, you're probably not going to do a great job or you're going to burn out of that real quick. <laughs> so yes. finding finding a place, like you said, like the coffee shop. Do you love coffee? Go serve in the coffee shop. Do you love kids? Go serve in the children's ministry. Do you love worship? Do you love talking to people? Be a greeter. You know, find something where you're gifted in and go serve there so that you're actually filled up and it's not, it doesn't feel like it's a chore or another job you have to do or something to cram into your already busy life. It's, it's joy filled. It's something that fills you up as well as being able to serve others. And so, um, and maybe being, like you said, it's something you can do with your kids, you know, if Mm -hmm. it's, if it's, children's ministry and you're in their class or it's a service outreach ministry that you can bring them along. Um, there are ways to make that happen and, and serving in ministry, especially when we're talking about like volunteering there, there's grace for boundaries and for seasons of life and things like that, but find where you can right now. I'm a big proponent of local church. And so, you know, find where you can serve, but do find what you love to do and try out different ministries and talk to your, your leadership at your church to see how you can get involved, even minimally, even just Mm -hmm. a little bit. I think that's really, really just so encouraging to hear just from like another mom too. (laughs) Just like, I'm in it with you. I'm up at 2 a.m. Or I mean, like you, you, you are starting a podcast. You have three little kids and it's something that is not easy, but you make it happen because this is an area of ministry where you get to pour out truth and God's word and um, help sharpen us other moms and women. So like you were saying, it doesn't have to be this big, like daunting sacrifice. Like, Oh, Right. And even not needing to put a label on it either necessarily. Like, you know, it may, we'd say ministry, but that, like we said, we, it can look really different and it doesn't have to be glamorous. It doesn't have to be like even scheduled. Like I'm going to go make cookies for my neighbor. You don't even have to put that on the calendar. (laughs) It's just something you do out of (laughs) your love for God and your love for people. And so it doesn't necessarily even have to be labeled as something specific. It can just simply be an expression of our love for God, we're going to go minister to other people. We're going to go serve other people and love on, love them that way. Yeah. I think something that people have asked me oftentimes is, um, like, how do I weave my, um, my ministry and my motherhood together? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's so easy to get caught up in this trap that, life is supposed to be and motherhood is supposed to be this like perfect Instagrammable Mm. life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Instagrammable is a word, but it is now. It is now. (laughs) Um, But that like, you're supposed to get married. You're supposed to buy the house and then you have the baby and take pictures of the baby in the Moses basket. And then you have another baby and then you buy the bigger house at the pool and you take the vacation (laughs) all while attending church on Sunday and then calling that ministry. But I think those are all great things. Um, and I secretly wish that I could always have that Moses basket that I post the pictures in. It was way too expensive. <laughs> um, but I think it comes to uh, something that God's been really speaking to me. I um, am involved in a Tuesday night um, women's community, our small group. Um, and we were just diving into how Matthew tells us first commandment is love God and second commandment is love people. Mm. Um, and so I think it's never graduating from that place. So mm. for me, Ministry life and little kids is honestly inviting these little people into this journey of what does it mean to love God, 
yeah. and love people. Like, I feel like if I'm just constantly telling myself, okay, love God, love people, it will take that pressure off of not having it all together. Like, mm. like not feeling guilt that, oh, I had to wash that load in the washing machine a third time because it sat there for three <laughs> days. It like, it, it frees me from like, you know what, loving God and loving people. If I accomplish that today, then that is a win. Um, we have I, uh, an, another mentor, I think two plugs for mentors. If you don't have somebody speaking into your life constantly, you need to find them, go 100%. to your church and find the woman and say, Hey, <laughs> will you speak into my life anyways? But, um, a mama friend of mine who has kids that are more high school age, she told me right when I had my first, she said, you have 18 years to help your kids to love and follow mm-hmm. Jesus. And so I think it's 18 summers, it's 18 school years, it's, it's, we only have 18 years. And so I think I oftentimes get caught up into, in the whole, where should my kid be developmentally? Like, Mm. are they doing this yet? Are they saying this many words? Are they reading? Or I think it's so easy to get caught up in that, but I want to be able to teach my kids that loving God and loving people is, is, is all that I am expecting for you to do. Obviously the other stuff is important. I'm not saying like, you're not going to go to school, but, um, our oldest is three right now. And we sit down at dinner. We do not sit down at the dinner table every day. So don't think that I have it all together. (laughs) But when we sit down at the dinner table, I ask him most nights, I say, Levi, what is the, what is God speaking to you today? And sometimes he'll answer playing Legos and great. If that is where he felt God, who am I to say that he's not? But I think it's just helping our kids understand from a young age that God is with you, that God wants to have a relationship with you. And through that, we get to love other people. So I think just cultivating that culture in your home is what I am trying to do right now is, you know what, guys, we have an opportunity every day to love God and to love to love people. And I know right now I have little kids. And so, like I said, it is having those conversations at the dinner table or, um, when my daughter messes up my son's grand, like block tower it's Hey buddy, right now you have an opportunity to stop and pray and ask God to give you self-control, not to hit your sister, because mm. that is frustrating what she did, but God is in you and he wants to help you. Um, or we had, um, my um niece had a cold the other day don't worry it wasn't covid um (laughs) she had a cold the other day and he was my son was really concerned why is she sick and i said you know what buddy we can stop right now and we can ask god to help heal her and to pray for her so honestly i think it's just one big adventure of teaching our kids um to love god to love people and to to to, like never graduate from that and having that childlike faith i love how you already even at three are asking him those kind of questions. And even if he can't fully understand or fully answer now, you're creating that habit and that that value and expectation for your family. And that is, I mean, truly our family is our first and most important ministry that we should be ministering to our kids first and foremost yeah. and helping. Yeah. We're raising little disciples, essentially, mm-hmm. not of us, of Jesus, but we're raising these little <laughs> disciples to, to follow him and to love him and to be sensitive to the Holy spirit, even as a kid, you know, there's not, there's no such thing as a little Holy spirit. They have the same Holy spirit yes. in them as Amen. we did. So we get to foster that and cultivate that in them alongside Jesus and, and allow him to work in their lives and help them understand what that looks like. So I love that you, you're 
being intentional in those ways already and acknowledging that as much as you love church ministry and you are involved and you make that a priority in your life and schedule, your kids are really your first ministry and that is where you are needed most right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're able to spend the majority of your time with them in that way. I think that's yeah. So we have eight. I mean, like I said, eighteen years. If you think about it, is not that long in the yeah. grand scheme of things. So I don't want to look back and regret and think like, man, I wish that I, you know, was more involved, or man, I wish that I had more conversations about God and you know, teaching them. They're going to go off in this big, crazy, scary world, and I want to be able to give them the tools in their tool belt today how to listen to God, how to mm. make decisions, mm-hmm. how to follow the Holy Spirit, what to do when you feel like you are going to lose it or you're mad or you're frustrated or you're sad or you're yeah. angry to have that, those tools in their tool belt. And I know I will not do it perfectly. I yeah. know I will fail them many, many times, but that's also too where I um, invite God in just to help me and more and grace to, and more coffee. Yes. And maybe <laughs> some money in a savings fund for counseling one day. I don't know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Lots of grace for that, for sure. Well, this has been so just I think just so beneficial for me personally. I think it's been so good. I really appreciate this conversation. Is there anything else maybe that you want to say or share or you would, you know, if you had our listeners just like sitting across from you at a coffee shop or whatever, what would you want them to take away from this? What, what's something you would say to them? Yeah, I think for me, I am a person where I get a lot of, um, I thrive in the busy, I thrive in the shovel, I thrive in the let's do this. And then we're going to do that. I like a full schedule. Um, but I think a lot of times, um, I can get a little bit too caught up in the doing and less in the being and who I am. Um, I love, I just love the, the meaning and the, um, mission behind rooted, um, Mm -hmm. that we are able to plant our roots and it's not in the, what we do, but it's, it's, who we are. And so I think for me, it comes down to just to we ministry and motherhood together. I think we have this amazing opportunity to live it out as a model for our children. Um, I, I, like I said, I have my Tuesday night community group and it is sometimes so hard for me to get out the door. There are like kids climbing on me, mom, you don't go, you know, when are you coming back? But I want my kids to see that I am walking intentionally Mm. and I will tell them, buddy, I am going to church because I'm going to go and learn more about God. I'm going to go worship God and I'm going to go love on people. So I think for any mom who feels um, overwhelmed or any woman who feels just kind of lost in the shovel, I think it just starts with you and God and your secret place and carving Mm. out um, just that, that father daughter relationship, knowing that, you are a love that you are cherished mm. that you have value that you are seen um mm. and i think those are things that i can easily put on the back burner when i'm got when i'm caught up in the busy shuffle go mm. um i oftentimes live from the outside in perspective where what i do is how loved i am from god where mm. Um, I want to wake up every day and be able to live from the inside out and to be able to model that to my kids, um, that I am not loved by God because of all these cool things that I get to do, but I am loved by God because who he made me to be. And so I think it starts in that and being able to, like I said, God gives so much grace to the mom because sleep is crazy. We can't always wake up at 5am. Sometimes it's like, 
putting on your um, audio, the Bible app has, you can read the Bible Mm -hmm. out loud. It's putting that on while you're washing dishes and just letting scripture play through your house or sometimes putting on the podcast or putting on the sermon and being able to um, just let that speak to you. But I think it all starts is just for me. I want my kids to know that my mom, she was somebody who had a real relationship with God. She -hmm. was somebody who was intentional um, in the word, um, reciting scriptures, memorizing scriptures, loving people. Um, so yeah, I just, I think for the, for the busy mom, for the mom who's tired, for the woman who feels like the to-do list is constant, I think it's just pausing and taking a break and remembering who you are in God and your identity and always coming back to that place. Because like I said, the to-do lists are forever. You're (laughs) never going to check off all the boxes, even though I will do my darnest to check them all (laughs) off. Um, but I, I want to be that 86 year old old woman who they're like shoving out of ministry. They're like, okay, like you can hang your hat up, but I'm, I want to be that person that is, is, doesn't burn out. That is on fire always that, um, it's constantly being refueled by God to pour out to others and to not burn out. So, um, I just think it takes every day waking up and, and there's no guilt. There's no shame. There is mm-hmm. no, Oh, I should have been doing this. Or yeah. I think it starts today and say, you know what, Lord, I invite you into um, my thoughts, into my parenting, into my disciplining, into my pouring out. Um, and I know God will meet you. He has never let me down. Um, and he will always, always, always fill us up and he'll meet us exactly where we're at. Amen. I love that. Thanks so much for sharing with us and and pouring into us through this episode and and talking about what that looks like for you. And and I think it's going to be so encouraging for other moms who are in it, in the thick of it, who need some We're in it together. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I like to wrap this show up with some lighthearted, fun questions. So I'm going to throw you some questions. All right. Can breakfast be eaten for any meal of the day? Heck yes. Heck yes, it can, especially <laughs> on those days where you have no idea what you're cooking for dinner. Yep. That is where I pull out pancakes. And if you are a Costco shopper, Kodiak cakes, yep. pancakes are my jam. <laughs> so all the way breakfast for dinner. Yes, love it. All right. What is a product or resource that you're loving right now? It can be fun or funny, serious. What's something you're loving right now? Yes, definitely. I think my Nespresso would be a top, but number two, I am attempting, attempting to shed some baby weight. Like I said, I had my baby four months ago and over COVID, my husband, I didn't use it then, but my husband bought a Peloton bike and I will say it is worth the hype. That's it's a wish list item for me. I am loving, loving, loving it. And it's also too, too cool. It's also cool too <laughs> that their app has um, workouts that you can do. So I will put on Daniel Tiger for my three-year-old while my other two are napping. And I will do like a weightlifting workout class in my kitchen. Love Shut it. my blinds so my neighbors don't <laughs> see me. But I am loving the Peloton and my Nespresso. It's kind of like they go hand in hand. Perfect. I love it. All right. Last one. When you are having a bad day, what is something you do to turn it around? Music. I feel like is a reset. Sometimes it is the holiest of music, Maverick City, Elevation. And then other times it is the most (laughs) 
<laughs> I need to dance it out right Pump up now. the jams. Yes. <laughs> I love it. The music, Alexa, is she is our friend and we love her. She sits on our, <laughs> on our counter. If somebody's like, who the heck is Alexa? It's a little speaker, but it music definitely. And then it ends with a night in the bath. Like I said, love me a bath. Nobody talks to me. Sometimes I'll take a bath. My husband comes in, tries to start chatting. I'm like, can you get out of here? Like, this no, is my, this is not this the is time. time. Get out of here. So, Read yeah, the room. Read the room. Yes. I think I've given two answers for all these questions, but I just have That's to okay. Make- <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I got to I got to give options. I love it. Well, thanks so much for chatting today, Monica. This was so good and so helpful. I think it's going to encourage a lot of other mamas too. Yay, thank you so much for having me, Warren. I so appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Rooted and Established podcast. As always, I'm so grateful you took time to listen. I would be honored if you take a moment to leave a five-star rating and positive review. This helps other potential listeners know that this is a podcast worth listening to. And while you're at it, screenshot the podcast and put it on your social media or stories to share with your friends. That is worth a thousand thank yous. But if you tag me, I'll be sure to personally thank you myself. I hope you have a great week and we'll chat again soon.